Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Awful Podcast. I'm your host Mark Hirons and today on the show we have Diane Gibbs. I first met Diane at Creative South in 2018 where I instantly made a new friend. Diane is the host of Design Recharge, a podcast that has been going for over six years. During the show we chat all things podcasts, what you need to do to set up your own, what equipment you need, how you can do it when to release your podcast, if you should edit it, should you go live and a whole host of questions. This is our guide to podcasting. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks so much, Mark, for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm honored that you asked. Uh, so it was great to meet you at Crazy South as well. It was great to meet you too. I hope that um, you really had a great time. It, I was, I'm so glad you got to be a gift ticket, right? And be Mike's special guest. And um, I just wanted to make sure that you knew you were loved and we were excited to have you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, we, I'm coming back next year as well. So if you're there, I'll see you. Yes, I'll be there. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. Right, well, this chat is going to be a bit about uh, podcasting and um, the ultimate guide to podcasting, it's going to be called. So, so what's your podcast all about? So it's about design and creatives. So creative entrepreneurs who, because they're not all designers, they're, some are illustrators, some are movie makers, commercial makers, some are attorneys, but they all have to do something with the creative industry or an author that's written something. So uh, design entrepreneur, creative entrepreneur, I guess. And that's what it's about, I guess, because I bring people on who are going to help talk to people who are either freelancing full-time and they need a little bit of motivation or inspiration. And then some people who are working a full-time job and just have a side gig. That's pretty much, I always try to get my questions to be a, around that topic. The first question I have is what sort of gears you need um, podcast that's the one thing that everyone asks at the start what stuff do you use so i think you need a good mic um but really you can there's like a 27 dollar mic that's like a lapel mic if you just wanted to do i don't know how much it is in pounds yeah. i know the conversion rate's not so great for us right now but uh, i have like a 125 dollar blue yeti like and and that's the one i've had pretty much from the beginning but I have had to use, like when I've been on location, I've done the little lapel mic and that works good. I don't have anything fancy. I could show you, I have like seven books that is propping my mic up. So I don't even, I think you can do it really low. I always do a, I also do a video podcast, I guess. So I'd put it on YouTube after. And so I just have like a $60 Logitech camera um because it's a little bit better um and a good internet connection is the main thing and i don't know if you can hear that yeah a little bit <laughs> so they're pressure washing uh silk screens in printmaking right next door so unfortunately we might have to deal with a pressure washer for a little bit but i try to do it on i um and i think consistency is i know something else that you need a commitment and I always say that you need to commit for five years, which seems like a lot. There's going to be times when it's just really hard. And so that's not equipment, but I think that that's a, that's even more important than equipment. Yes. So how long have you been doing it, Mark? I've, I've been doing it just over a year now. Uh, so it's, it's not over year your time, but, uh, <laughs> but it's going well, it's going strong. And like I said to at Creative South, we'll at least stick into a hundred, once we get to a hundred, We'll focus on 200, then 300, then 400. And by the time we get to five, it'll be five years, like you say. So More than five years. Because yeah. 200 is um, right at 
two years, right? Or th yeah. four years. Cause it's, if you're doing, I don't know how many you're doing a week, but yeah, four years. Granted, well, my brain's fried. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Math is, I haven't, my, I haven't been up as long as you, right? It's true. It's true. Six <laughs> hours behind you. How, how long have you been doing it? So this uh, June will be six years. So five and three quarters, I guess. I'm really close to hitting. I think I did my first one, a fake one. I didn't record it, um, but I did it as a test, I guess. And it was on May 27th, 2012. Mm -hmm. It's definitely grown. I think you also have to have flexibility. The biggest thing I think you need is a good internet connection if you're gonna do a podcast where it's been, where you're interviewing other people. Yeah. If you're not, you just need a really good mic. Because I, I started off with just the, the Mac um, and the podcast and the Skype as well, not rather than Zoom. And we got into software in a minute, but uh, it, it was not I not only the fact that I wasn't very good, but the um, the podcast quality wasn't very good as well. Obviously, Skype's not most reliable, and I was using OBS to record it, and uh, yeah, it had a few issues. But at least at the start, it got it, it got it done. You got yourself out there, and it's, it's starting. Uh, do you say you've always had a, a solid mic like that? I have. I got this mic probably two months in. Cool. Um, I had watched some of their people and I had done some research and they had said, and this was a, I, I mean, it was a, I think I'd used my tax. We get our tax money back in April usually. Um, and I think I used some of my tax money to buy this because it was, you know, I mean, for me, my podcast was a, a passion project. It wasn't something I was doing to make money. It's never made any money. Um, but maybe I'll change that at some point. But right now, um, it still is such a, it feeds me. It's really helped me creatively more than anything else. I just think like what you were doing at Creative South, you were meeting these people that you'd just seen or heard, seen their work. You might not even know what they looked like, but then it's like, uh, it just, when you get to touch them and see them. And that was, to me, it wasn't even like, I'm not touching you right now. Although I have given you a hug. But it was really impactful to me to just be able to see somebody because I'm recording the video also and to be able to talk to them. And, and there was that was the beauty of the Internet, that we can we can be friends and we can actually have interactions all across the world from people that are inspiring us. And, and people are really, really nice. So I guess you need email also because you have to reach out to them. And we'll get on that in a second as well. I mean, there's so much to talk about when you're creating a guide for podcasting. But um, I think the actually the first thing for equipment is you need to think about why you're doing it like you just said um contacting and reaching out with people is why i'm doing it as well and talking to people all around the world it's it's um it's, it's a beautiful thing <laughs> contacting people that you look up to so much yeah i think we make a really nice bouquet all of us together instead of just being a single flower you know i think that it, we just are we're we're much stronger together you know and I think it, for me as a designer, it really impacted me. For me as a professor, I was able to bring other people to sh say the same things I wanted to tell my students that they wouldn't hear from me because I'm talking to them all the time. So it was really, it's been just a blessing in so many ways. I mean, I've learned so much. I know to use certain things that are good resources for my clients. And I've learned so much from so many different people and made good connections because you're having a you know you're starting a relationship with these people which i think is incredible how's your podcasting style like adapted from doing five, five nearly six years worth of podcasting <laughs> so mark i have ne well i can't say i'm never but i very rarely edit and it's not that i'm doing it good because i know i'm not 
but what I do and what I've done from the beginning was I had started on a, um, a, uh, whatever it's a <laughs> platform. Sorry. Sorry. Maybe you edit yours. You can edit that out. Um, if not, oh well. So I started on a platform that was using a new technology at the time called, it was Spreecast was the name of the platform. It's not in existence anymore, but it was where people could come to a room, a chat, they could come to the website and then they could kind of see what was on live right then. And if they wanted to hear about it or talk about it or chat in the room. So there was this, uh, this ability to be part of something and so I would go and I would learn and I would hear what people were saying right then. It wasn't a recording. I mean, you could still watch the recordings also, but they were, to me, to be able to be a part of something was really so attractive. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that I have continued on. That's always been, that's where I'm maybe a little different from a lot of other podcasters because I think you know, they have this great music intro and they're, you know, all this awesome stuff that sounds great. And they do these ads and they always say the great thing at the beginning and the end. Mine's never like that. It's always like wonky a little bit, but that's okay. Cause that's kind of me. So, but what it was really important was that community. I wanted to build a community. I wanted people to feel like they were part and that they could ask questions if they came to the live show that they were part of this. And so if they had a really clever something that they said over in the chat that I could, I could read that out loud and say that to my guests. And I thought that that was, you know, that people feel heard when you yeah. do that. I feel heard and I feel like I'm part of it. If, you know, I've asked you a question, you may not remember, but if you're my guest and I ask you a question that Judy wrote in, you know, I feel like that makes Judy feel like, she's important. And I think that's, that's a really good part of what my podcast, I guess, is like. It's a real time conversation as well. It's, it's, it's really, really good for that. I mean, the only reason why I don't do live is because uh, of my, well, like the, it's like this, like pausing and stuttering and, and I'm, I'm worried and sort of possibly self-conscious about putting that on the internet. And then I want to edit it to make it as good as I think. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't care, I guess. <laughs> so I know I'm going to mess up. I'm not the most eloquent. I forget words. But I also feel like I'm not trying to... I, it, it, I, I don't care about being super polished. And I, I don't think it takes away... I think sometimes it does. And sometimes I get a really bad, like, oh my gosh, you're sucks. People hate you. Because I feel like I have an annoying voice. You know, there's all these things I think we tell ourselves. But if you really look at the content, I think the content is is good. And I really try to let it be about my guest. And so I try not to in, 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 I don't know what, what word, see, I'm losing my words again. Um, but I try not to put my story in there so much. Like if there's something I think I need to add, then I definitely add it. But you know, sometimes I think people kind of take over and they tell a story and I'm like, I don't need to hear your story. I want to hear their story. That's why I want you to be a good interviewer. And I think about people like Oprah, I think Oprah is an amazing, um, she was an amazing interviewer and she always really, she had people on, she was very enthusiastic. She asked really good questions, but she always, always, it was about them. There, she would have shows where it would be about her and my friend, um, 
Adam, who does um, Makers of Sport podcast, which I'd love to connect you with him too. Definitely. He he does something called um, so it's all about sports design and designing in the sports industry kind of. I that down. That's awesome. I've never I've heard of that. Yeah, it's a it's great, and so I've learned a ton from him as well. And he does something called halftime shows. So his he does an interview, and then the next week it'll be a halftime show, and then he'll do another interview. And so the halftime shows are really more of his um, so thoughts. Good. I know. And I'm like, oh, and he's a great writer. He does a lot. I really love, I love Scotty Russell's podcast, Perspective Collective, Perspective Podcast, I think is what it is. Um, but he has the Perspective Collective. That's where his website is. Um, but for me, it's having having some of that. And I would encourage people to not just do interviews that also we want to hear from you also so that's something i've tried to incorporate it doesn't always work out i kind of end up taking it as a week off sometimes but most of the time i do it i've tried ashley does all my scheduling and she's amazing and i've told her to schedule one a month so if it's um a five wednesday um month I take one Wednesday off just because sometimes it can get a little, when you're working a, a full-time day job and I'm doing freelance and, and then this is on the side, it's hard to kind of do everything and I need time off. The first year, I think I took four weeks. That was it. Um, and it was, it, I did 48 episodes in one year and it was, it was a little bit much for me. Uh, equipment and what do we need what equipment do we need so let's just let's just get that out of the way so what we what you need is if you can a good mic and uh a good recording software um but we'll get onto the software in a minute so and internet so hardware yeah okay let's do that okay let's do all of it <laughs> sorry you need a good mic you need a good recording software like zoom which we both use uh mm-hmm. and you need good internet there you go. That's the three main things, I think. And maybe a quiet room, as you can tell from... And a quiet the, room. Right? I think that those things are important. The internet connection has been the thing that I thought the university would provide, which they have. I've always done my shows here. Yeah. But when I was using Google Chats, I, I it was a paid subscription thing, that, but they utilized Google Chat technology. It, that was the worst one for me doing these kind of webinars. Cause again, I had to choose something that was uh, allowed people to be in their live and have that community aspect. That wasn't something I was willing to compromise on. Yeah. So for me, the platform zoom has been a huge, I mean, zoom cannot came out, I think um, two or three, I've been using it for over two years, two August ago. So this will be the third August. Yeah, and yeah. so to me, it's, it I've never I've never lost a call, so I think that has to do with the platform. But I also think it has to do with the internet. Uh, yeah, it's a very very solid platform. I think I mean I I, I only found out about it six months ago, so I'm definitely recommend it to anyone that wants to start a podcast. And it's U.S. based. Go America. I'm just kidding. Not, we don't have to bring up that touchy subject, you know. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when we anyway, I was just trying to be funny. Clearly, I wasn't. <laughs> That's not touchy. I mean, I, th- I think I know what you're referencing, but it's all good. <laughs> when we became free, right, from England. Anyway, I was trying to be funny. Uh, so naming the podcast, that's another one that people get stuck mm. on. I was talking to Ian Padgett about naming a little bit yesterday, and he said, you know, he was trying to come up with something that had the word logo in it, and he just ended up coming up with Logo Geek. And I think you have to, you have to look at your URL first. 
I think the URL is is a huge part of your name. So you can't just choose something that you really like that there's not another podcast with that name. You also have to choose the URL. Uh, for me, I got designrecharge.org and then um, I had wanted .com, but they wanted too much money for it. You know, it was already under, somebody else had already done it. And I thought, well, it's community-based. This is always going to be free. I don't want this to have to be. So I just went with the .org on it. But now it's hosted at rechargingyou.com. So it's a little maybe confusing, but you can still get there from designrecharge.org. So the podcast is is Design Recharge and then everything else. Because at some point, I have courses and some other things. There's more of a blog, kind of like that halftime bits that you can kind of pull in. Mm, yeah so it's more than just a podcast as well do you think you ever attach your name to things as well because like, yourself if people searching you they come up with the podcast if people searching blue design or, or mark, they'll come up with mark Hirons. right so i i have um instagram handle twitter i think you have to have on those may i have a facebook uh page i'm not sure with all the algorithms how everything changes all the much i'm not sure it's really very uh, impactful on Facebook anymore, but I think five years ago it was really impactful on Facebook. Um, I think Facebook's good for other things, maybe groups or something. So if I, I've thought about doing a group, I know Ian Paget has the Logo Geek community, and I think that's really good. It works really well well on Facebook. But I also think you have to kind of look at those uh, those other aspects. If you don't really want it to have. I know um, Ian, just because we were talking about this yesterday, Ian has logo underscore geek for Twitter, but all the rest are logo geek, everything else. And so I really kind of battled with this a couple of years ago where I was like, well, do I put any of my artwork? Because I, I really would love to be an illustrator and I wanted to start working on that stuff. Do I put any of my stuff on Design Recharge? And I really decided no, because I felt like it was a branding issue that it was, it's really, it has its own brand and it has its own thing. And it, it was more about education and community. It wasn't about, hey, I'm learning to be an illustrator. If I wanted to do that, then I'm just going to have illustrators on my show. Yeah. So I just opened another Instagram handle for my illustration and design stuff. That's, yeah, it's an interesting choice as well, because I've got it all under one, one under blue design. So I sort of slightly veered off a little bit. Um, but Ian does too. But Ian yeah. is very clear. Name yeah. Because my, my podcast is obviously Creative Waffle, the Blue Dead Design. Some people get that mixed up. Some people say I'm coming on the Creative, uh, coming on the Blue Dead Design podcast. So yeah, I mean, as long as it's all, as long as people can find you, I think it's all good. I think so too. I think if you, it, and like in my Design Recharge, the Instagram handle, I uh, talk about if you want to follow my personal journey at blank, you know not blank. It's not blank. It's C. Diane Gibbs. <laughs> that would be crazy weird. But anyway, but you know what I meant. But I just think you need to talk about it on Blue Deer Design. You need to, and you need to talk because I think Ian does a really good job about it with having, you know, on Logo Geek, you can go and hire him to do your logo for you. Yeah. But he And that's very clear, but he also has the community and he has a blog. And I just think you have to do that. And then you just cross list. I mean, my design firm is not connected to the my i mean i don't ever but i don't want you to go to my website because it's under construction so <laughs> well let's let's that's good that's a good place to leave that like choosing a name it's something that uh is relevant to you as uh, the person that's creating the podcast and uh and people can find you as well it doesn't have to be specific 
to what you're talking about. You can have anything sort of a name, but as long as as long as uh, people can find you in places, that's the main thing. You can create a name, like Blue Did Design. What, what sort of name is that? But like you're creating creating a name of the name, so you're sort of creating a meaning behind a random name. Can, well, and that's why I like creative waffle too, because when we were together, I think waffle as something you eat, right? Yeah. And then you're like, no, it's a conversation back and forth. And I was like, oh, I really like, so it's a conversation starter, starter, really, yeah. you know, when you're talking to other people. And then, then they also, once you understand what waffle means, mm. it also says that there's this back and forth conversation and it's not just a one-sided, which I really like. Awesome. Glad about that. <laughs> um, that's a good place to leave that one. Where, where, or how do you pick your guests? Mm. Um, probably not um, as, I don't know. It seems sort of random. I guess it's like people I've followed or people I really admire. Um, but it doesn't have to do with age. It doesn't have to do kind of as where I am or what I see as a trend. Um, also, if, if I hear a great story, somebody who has this story and I'm like, oh my goodness, you've got, I know people struggle with this. I want to have you on my show. So sometimes I don't really have a rhyme or reason. I'm not trying to pick. I have had Aaron Draplin on, but I didn't ask Aaron for a really long time because I try, I, I tell people not to cuss on my show um, because my mom watches. And so I asked him, I was like, hey, I would love a I had seen him at Creative South a couple of years ago and I said, I love your talk. I love how much you love your dad. I love my dad. Like you love your dad. And um, I said, I would love to have had love to have you on my podcast, but you kind of have a potty mouth and he's like, Oh, I can clean it up. I do stuff with kids like kindergartners. I was like, really? Cause my mom watches and she's like, yeah, I can do it. I can clean it up. So he said one bad word. So that was really good. So, a lot of designers have um, a very explicit vocabulary, right? Which is no problem. I don't have a problem with that. I just want to have a clean label if I can um, on my podcast. And so even Aaron Draplin cleaned it up for me. But, because, so you sort of find your guests from like people that you meet anywhere and, and social media, people that you follow, people you look up to. Yep. So I, there was a guy who I guess I was following him. Um, I try to like if somebody on Facebook, this is I do use Facebook a lot for this, which I'm older than you, Mark. So, you know, maybe it's more my generation that does Facebook. I'm not a grandma, but you know what I mean? I'm 45. So um, I was when, you know, they'll give you suggestions and it'll be like this person and you have 45 shared friends. So I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to follow this person or friend them or whatever. Yeah. So I have a lot of friends on Facebook that I've never met, of course, but I also get their feed. And so there was a, the guy who's going to be on in two weeks um, is Wilson, Wilson Lemieux, and he is a filmmaker. So I don't think it has to just be design related. I've had an, uh, attorneys on, I've had, I have a copyright attorney coming on this summer. So I don't know. It's just people that I met. Like sometimes it was through Spreecast. I had a good friend who was an attorney there that did a lot of stuff with social media. And then, so Wilson just had this amazing post and he had the story. And um, I just thought it was really, uh, it really hit home. So I remembered him and then he had this other win. And, you know, I, I think for me, I think knowing your audience, who's listening, I think it makes it easier for me because I, I see the people who come every week. Um, but there's a lot of people who listen that 
can't come live. So I also send out some um, surveys. I try to do a survey once a year. I think I've done one survey. So clearly I don't live up to the one survey a year, but I would definitely suggest people doing that to see who, who their audience is. And what I found is most of the people were full-time freelancers and they needed the community. So there's a woman who works in um, Hawaii, Joey, and she comes uh, almost every week. My friend Amy, she's at a small design firm in North Carolina. She's come, I think, for five years, which I think is amazing. But a lot of times people are either with a small team and they're the only designer or they're at a big corporate and they're in a marketing team and they are the only designer. And then most of them have kind of a side business going. So I think knowing your audience helps you also. So when Wilson posted this and he posted this win, he's like, oh my goodness, I just got on, you know, it's going to be played all over Texas. This They're going to play this commercial. I was like, whoa, I would love, I would love to have you on because when you're filming a commercial, you yeah. have to have a lot of people that you hire and I dug into him a little bit more and I started a conversation. I think it was um, in Facebook, a Facebook chat or something. And just from that, I had an idea that it was a really good story. And I thought it would, it would help my audience. Hmm. So people who wanted to scale their business. And so that's what I'm doing in the month of May of 2018 was a scaling your business um, series. And that's also something I didn't start doing until last year was, I did my first series last year, but it helps. I think people came more. They were like committed to coming live for that time. Cause some people just get it and they, they listen while they're working out every, every day and they listen to their podcast throughout the whole week. And then the next week they get the next one, but sometimes they may want to send me a question. Um, if they can't come live, they send me an email, say, Hey, ask this. And I always, always get those out there. So I think knowing your audience is really important that's yeah that's a really good point because I, I don't know any of my audience really um I, i've got like a, a core amount of people that follow me but i don't know them i know, I know roughly what age they are from the like the analytics but I've, I've asked i've asked on the podcast but no one replies no one comments <laughs> we've got a few people that i know who it is but yeah i don't know so what I would do is you have to grow that email list. And I don't know if you're reaching out to them or they're just subscribing iTunes, via iTunes and they're getting it. So you need to, what Scotty did, I thought was great, was that he, um, he had the uh, giveaway. He had something and he told them about, hey, go check it out at, and on the end of the podcast, he said, I'm giving this away for the next blah, blah, blah. All you have to do is fill out these, you know, five questions or something. Or give me your email address. And then after the email address, he does kind of an onboarding thing. And so that's what I'd start doing. I would analyze some people's onboarding um, emails. So they might send you this one and then it, and you have to confirm that you want to be part of this newsletter list or whatever. And then what happens next? And Scotty does a really good job of, hey, what do you tell? And he tells a little bit about who he is and what he does with Perspective Collective and Perspective Podcast. And then he asked them a question and then they reply via the email, but you could do, and he did, um, there's like some giveaways. It's like, maybe it's a PDF. Maybe you you make a PDF of the top 10 things to do for a podcast or uh, the top five things or top 25 things you've learned from your first year from in that you can add to your creativity. Like I think maybe somebody would want to know what you did your top 25 from interviewing all these people. It could be links, it could be all kinds of things, it could be an interactive PDF yeah, yeah. where 
but that might be the giveaway, but you're giving them this so that they get on your list. And now you can start having conversations regularly. So for me, I don't just share the link um, out. I want them to, my prompt is always go sign up, then you'll get the link and you can join us live. Otherwise you're, you know, just stuck listening to the recording. It doesn't cost you anything but your email address for me. So that's my giveaway, but I think I need to probably do something a little bit better, but does so that make yeah, people like giveaways as well because I did one on Instagram and all of a sudden, because my engagement is not great on Instagram, all of a sudden I had tons and tons of people to this one post and it, was, it works. So yeah, that's a fantastic way of finding out your audience is by putting it. But, but I would also encourage you to bring them back to your website because you control your website. You don't control Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. If they went away and you had a huge audience, you have no way to get in touch with them. So you know, always do something that makes them go back to your website because, and Dustin Lee talks about this a lot. So he, even on creative market said, Hey, go back, check this out for five more giveaways on my website. So once he got them to his website, they had to give him to get the five giveaways. He had to email it to them. So they had to join his email list to be able to do that. So it's the same sort of thing. You, he really, really talks. I've seen him talk uh, I don't know, maybe nine or 10 times. And so it's, this one was by far, I think the best, not that the others were awful cause they were amazing. And I remember I took so many notes the first time I didn't know who he was. I was just interested in passive income and he had said that. Okay. So I felt like, okay, well I'm doing something right. At least I've got an email list going, but I think it's really important. And then that way you can kind of cater. If you have a ton of people who are this, who are freelancers, or you have a ton of people who are just starting out, you can create, have content that really helps them grow their business or their side project or get better at skills or whatever it is that they're struggling with. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. If you, uh, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take that advice and implement it, bring them back to you and uh, I need to talk to Dustin really and those guys are awesome. Tom um, from the Honest Dines podcast as well, I had a chat with him. And he's he's super cool. And he lives sort of sort of near me as well. So I need to go. You, and... you should go. You should go eat lunch with Tom. Like, I love Tom. So he he hired one of my students. <laughs> she all... was working remotely. She still is working remotely for Design Cut. So, but I think there are people who really do want to give back, and I think Tom is a great one. And he's grown his from nothing. And the reason they started that podcast because he just wanted to talk to the best performers and see what they were doing and and they have an awesome podcast they do they do so when when you're emailing people how what do you say in the email like because you're emailing draplin and big people like that people get scared of those names uh, what, what are you saying in the email so it depends so if i've met them in person i have uh give you the back door kind of or back behind the curtain kind of stuff so i have two emails one um so ashley works for me and she sends emails to like, if I said to Draplin, I said, okay, Hey, you, he said you would clean it up, you know? Um, and I'll have a, I'll, ha I'll say, okay, I'm going to have Ashley get in touch with you about scheduling a time. Cause I've gotten a verbal commitment. Now, if something doesn't come from that, that's okay. Right. If they're like, Oh, I was just telling her that to get off my back. Most people are fine and they're absolutely happy. Draplin is really amazing. And you should never be afraid to contact him. He's really passionate about helping the little guy like me. So I, I loved that. I love that about Draplin that he doesn't really turn people away. He really gives away a ton of his time 
and he's just a designer, you know, he's just working and he does all this other stuff, which is, he's just amazing. Really, really nice guy. And then I think, um, but there are some people who, uh, like Tom or, or maybe, um, people who are, you think are so big that you can't ask. I think you just need to ask. I think I've only scared one person away because I was just fangirling on them too much. And it was a woman. So I don't know. I'm not going to tell you who it was, but anyway, she did not ever say. So what I do is I send an email. It's really quick. And I actually got this from David Seitman Garland, um, who did a podcast called, man, I can't even remember it. So I was listening to this podcast in 2011 and it was, I don't even remember what it was called anymore. But if you looked up him, he's done a lot of, he has a lot of courses now and he really makes his money create awesome. He has one called create awesome interviews, create awesome courses. Maybe it was create awesome interviews was one of the things. Well, it was a giveaway. He did a webinar and one of the things is you got his little, um, the writing that would go into an email. And it was really like two sentences because a lot of people don't have a ton of time. So what it started with was, Hey, I love your work. And I say something about their work that makes them know that I have, uh, I've been following them. So it's not like, hi, I like your green poster with the yellow, whatever. It's not that it's like, Hey, I really like this commercial or I really like this, whatever. And then being honest about it as well. Like if you, if you actually do like it, please say that like other than, other than saying you like it, you don't really like it. It's right. Much, it's much better to contact people that you do like and actually do like their work because rather than just the big names, if you don't like Aaron Draplin's work, don't contact him. He's not going to make for a good podcast. No. Right. <laughs> but you know, Draplin's done a ton. If you don't really like his minimal stuff, he's done a ton of other stuff. I was so, so impressed with his book. I was like, man, you have such a range. Yeah. You can do really clean. You can do really simplistic, but then you can also do I mean, much different styles than you think of Aaron Draplin. He's like, I'm a designer. Thank you for seeing that. And I was like, my goodness, if people just look through your book, they would see the range of what you've done. And I guess, you know, sometimes people get pigeonholed into one thing because they do that thing a lot for themselves, maybe. Yeah. And I think maybe that's where Draplin, but he's, he, um, I know I heard him on another podcast, the master of one podcast. And he was like, I'm not going to manhandle somebody like they want a scripty thing for their wedding invitation. I'm not going to do my style for their wedding. I'm going to do their style for their wedding. And I was like, Oh, that's the best thing. I love that because that's being a good designer. Exactly. Yeah. That's into the problem and making, uh, yeah, making the art for the problem rather than yourself. Um, so, so I do the first sentence yeah. telling them that I'm a big fan and I would love to have them on my podcast. The second sentence tells them a little bit about my podcast, what it is that we do it live. Here's some, I do give some example links if they wanted to go see and what it was like, um, and explain a little bit, but then it's those two things. Let me know if you're interested. And so there's one that Ashley can send that's that from me. I just tell her who it is and what I like. And then she sends that out. So it looks like it's coming from me, but it's really coming from Ashley. But it is coming from me because I've asked Ashley to do it. And then some are people who I've met in person. I know you got a ton of names when you were at Creative South, right? <laughs> you met a ton of people. Yes. So then it's like, if you had somebody working for you that was doing, for me, the scheduling was, it, it just took a lot of time. And from the early on, I hired somebody hmm. and, you know, $10 an hour, $12 an hour. 
I think Ashley as at one point, $22 an hour. I didn't care. I'd pay her whatever she needed. Um, because I just want, I valued what she did so much. Anyway, having someone do the scheduling and I've had a couple people do it and Ashley's by far the best. She's been doing it for probably four years, wow. if not four and a half. And she just, she says it takes 15 minutes. Like she's like, I'm done in 15 minutes a week and that's it. So what Ashley does is a whole nother thing. But so then some people will get an email from Ashley saying, Hey, Diane met you at blank. Mm -hmm. She, or she saw you online or you've had a conversation with her on Facebook or whatever. Um, again, she's, I tell her where I met them. And then she said that you, you would be happy to be on the show. I'm here to schedule your podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, and then we do that. And then the other, those, so those are the two ways. And sometimes I just physically email them just to see. And that's what David Simon Garland said. Just keep it short. Tell them what they're doing and tell them that you're a big fan, but here's what it is. And just, you, you just want to be brief. So I would just say, go for it. Ask them. Cause you never know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have long, long email voice. It'll just get deleted or you won't, you know, people won't have the time to read it, especially if they're big names. So it's a good point. Um, when they're on the show, how do you craft the questions? How do you uh, look into their content and work and see what they're doing and, and find questions in, in that? So I just do a lot of research. I try, you know, not everybody's been on somebody else's show. Mm -hmm. So if they have, if they've done a, I remember Joey Ellis was on a, a while ago. I've had him on a couple of times, but I need to have him on again after his amazing Creative South one with Luke yeah. Flowers. But he, the first time, all he had was, it wasn't an audio interview. It was just a written interview. And so I read the written interview. I, if sometimes people have had multiples, I try to read those. Because I kind of want to get a feel of what, um, what they've been asked. Because I kind of would like to ask them something new. And, you know, again, I'm trying to figure out what my audience wants to hear. And then um, I just do, I go with what I think is really neat or interesting. And I just ask, so I always ask, you know, a little bit about their history. Cause I think some people, um, not all designers have a degree and I don't think you need a degree. And I think, I think who have and who hasn't. Yeah. Well, so I just want to hear their history. Did they study this in school? A lot of people didn't. Ian didn't. Vaughn's got, has an associate's degree, you know, to me. And that's just two years. So to me, it's like Vaughn could be a PhD in illustration, right? Like Von Glitchka is amazing. And I don't think a piece of paper makes you, but I feel like a lot of people think that. And a lot of people feel like, oh, well, I'm not this because I don't have this piece of paper. And I think that's just a bunch of malarkey. And I don't think that we should, I think it's just holding you down. I think that la tiny little lack of a piece of paper is weighing you down so much that you, you can't fly and you don't need that weight on you to be able to soar. hundred percent. hundred percent. That's so passionate. I love that. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel about it. It's, um, and, and it's interesting to hear it come from you as well. Cause I think you'd be sort of an opposite uh, thought to that, but that's amazing. So, but I think, um, like Zachary Smith, he, do you know who that is? He, so he's a letterer. He, yeah. I've just found a lot of people who didn't study this in school and I am an educator. So I do believe, I believe a lot of people don't have, it takes a lot more grit to do it on your own. 
Yeah. It takes a lot more compassion. It takes a lot more commitment to be able to learn the stuff, to buy the books or go to the library, read the books, do the research. Mm-hmm. And I just think sometimes I wish I could Im- get that embodiment into my students because they're like, well, I'm going to get a degree. And I'm like, a degree doesn't get you a job. A degree doesn't do anything. You've <laughs> got to have the work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but about the podcasting, what makes good questions? <laughs> um, How do you dig deeper as well? Um, so I, I listen, I'm trying to look at my questions from yesterday. So I actually produce questions. So like here, I give them a letter. I know you can maybe see, but other people can't see. Um, but I give them a, a list of questions and I give them uh, carte blanche to be able to knock anything out that they don't want to answer. But, you know, like I... I go into maybe what they're passionate about. I always have a conversation like this first before I have somebody on because what I thought we would talk about may be different if I start talking to them and I'm like, oh my goodness, we've got to talk about this other thing. And sometimes that other thing is more important than than the thing I had asked them to be on in the first place. And I, like with Scotty, he had a great story that was about failure. And about him not getting a job after he had a degree and he had kind of, he was like, I'm cocky. I'm good. I'll be able to get a, I'll be able to get a job. And he really had a hard time finding a job. And I loved that story. I was like, please tell that story because we don't always, we don't want it to be like, Oh, they just smooth sail and they had a job. So having a conversation, not everybody I have a, I call them Skype lunches, even though I don't use Skype. So it's, I use Zoom, it's a video chat, and then I kind of listen to a story. So some people are people that I just see on LinkedIn, or I do try to use LinkedIn as well. LinkedIn, um, Facebook, maybe they posted something, and then I just probe them a little bit more, or I get into, I just ask to do maybe a Skype lunch. Or if we've had enough of a conversation in a private chat or a direct message, then I feel like I've, I know them enough. And I think that's the best way to dig deeper. I think some people just aren't ready. Some people haven't had, they're still in their valley. Um, and some people, some people it's like, I just was driving them somewhere else. I mean, I don't pick up strangers, but at Creative South, you can drive people around, you know, if somebody needs to go to their hotel or whatever. And so sometimes it's just about spending time with people. I actually think everybody has an amazing story. There's a newscaster in the in the U.S., um, Steve Hartman, and I hadn't heard of Steve Hartman, um, but I met him in person because I was his waitress when I was in grad school. So we were uh, they were eating at a barbecue restaurant, yeah. and I was the waitress, and he's like, oh, you know, I work for CBS, and I was like, oh, cool, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I have a little segment that I do every week or every two weeks or something. Anyway, he thinks everybody has a story also. You can look him up and he has, I mean, amazing stories he's done, like about a guy with a goose that he goes to this park and he, he, the goose and him are like a pair, right? The goose comes to him and it, I mean, like crazy stories, but how he would find it, he's like, everybody has a story. You just have to find it. And I think that same thing, it's like, you may meet a ton of people and it's just about asking the right questions when you're with them so that they can share that amazing story and it may be a different story than what you thought i think i don't know that didn't really answer your question mark i'm sorry 
No, it does, it does, it does. And I, like you say, I think digging deeper by uh, asking about their failures and, and as well, that's a really good way of doing it. I found that uh, it, it's nice, nice to bring, because like you say, people like the stories that go up and down, in and out, and, and not the plain sailing ones. Um, How do you come up with questions? <laughs> uh, I probably don't do as much research as I should, um, but I, I try to pick people I look up to and then I ask them things I would like to know about them. Uh, and that's... That's where it comes from, really. Yeah, I think I think that's also great. Like when I had Lisa Glanz on, I want to be an illustrator. She has a story that she was a designer. So I want to be where she is now and calling herself an illustrator. And there was a plenty of years where she was illustrating, but she was not calling herself an illustrator, which I think is amazing because she's an amazing illustrator. But I also loved that on Honest Designer, she shared that she did this zoo thing one time and it was terrible of course she thought it was great at the time but her client was like hmm maybe let's go in a different direction you know and she was like I thought that was great because she shared that failure she's like but I thought it was okay so she was like okay I'm gonna work on this and I so again it's definitely people you look up to is people who are where you want to be maybe yeah. but they're not but you're not there yet yeah exactly that's why no, I, I want to talk to you because I like talking to you, but obviously <laughs> it's going to sound bad now, but I want to talk to you because you can get really useful information out of you from about podcasting and about this. And other people are going to benefit from the conversation as well. Um, but yeah, that's the second. I honestly do like talking to you. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we're, you're my friend. I'm glad we're friends. I'm glad I've seen you in person too, but it's nice to see you like this now. <laughs> uh, I got a funny anything if, if people are just listening to this like I can't, i'm not even gonna say it don't worry um, oh just say it i want to laugh you can always cut it out <laughs> just but tell if, me if people are just listening to it, like it's, it's, you said it's good to see you as you are now like, if people are just listening imagine what, what <laughs> <laughs> I'm just okay, he's fully thing. clothed yeah yeah <laughs> um it's just good to see my friend oh, right yeah. right and he's in the uk and i'm in alabama so <laughs> It's good to use the internet to see you clothed. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Sorry. My brain, my brain's uh, just goes into silly places. Um, okay, so how often do you release your podcast? Once a week. Um, pretty much, I don't, I do one episode in December because December is really hard. Yeah. And I would definitely tell somebody to take off in times where it's just more where family needs to be yeah. important and you're traveling maybe or you're you know it's like it's just too much to try to do everything and there's a lot more stresses and so I've done two I think in December the first year I did it uh, I think all but the one right at the Christmas that week of Christmas but it's just too much so I and it's too much for the guests but I do do Thanksgiving which I know is different in Canada. They have theirs in October. Our Thanksgiving is in November. Um, but I do do it then. But I, I do try to take off, a, you know, if it's a five-week month, I try to take off one week. Mm -hmm. um, and then one week a month, I try to do a rapid recharge, which is what I call my halftime, like Adam Martin calls his. Yeah, nice. So do you record it? Oh, yeah, because you're, you're live, aren't you? You have to do it once a week on the week. Because I'm recording like five in a week and then releasing them over a month. Uh, yeah, so I have to be committed to doing it this uh, time. So I have to work out my schedule 
so that I, and usually it's always at 2.30 Eastern time, 11.30 Pacific time. So for in the UK, I think you guys are six hours ahead of us, ahead of me right now. I'm central time. Um, and so it's at night for anybody, but there's a few people. There's a girl who comes from Ireland a lot. And there's a girl, I mean, a guy who comes from Portugal, Andre, he comes a good bit, you know, it's late for them, but, yeah. but it's nice. It's obviously worth them listening. So that's awesome. See, I, I, mean, I think it just depends on the person that's setting up the podcast, really, whatever your schedule is, if it's best to, that answers the live, should you go live question as well. If it, if it depends on your schedule, if you can do it, commit to once a week, every week on the hour then people are gonna come know when to come back to you but if you can't do that then you know do like i do and re release everything once a week at a certain time right and i think and i think that's fine i think that's how most podcasts go so i'm kind of like not doing it the right way probably but it works okay for me um so march was this past march everybody couldn't meet on wednesday so I was like, okay, well, there's this thing. We have basketball. I don't think you guys have basketball over there, do you? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, you you do. I not know it's a what? Not as much. Not as much as the US, but we do have it. I hate basketball. Actually, my sister loves it. She went to Duke. She's huge, like uh, into basketball. I hate it. I I don't like the sport personally. But um, there's this thing called March Madness. So all the College teams. Yeah. So uh, I just was like, okay, we're going to embrace March Madness because Lisa Glanz is in South Africa. Her, they do the Honest Designers at the same time I desi do Design Recharge. So I was like, she needs to do it on Monday. Mm -hmm. I always try to be flexible. There are sometimes when I had the Master of One guys, they couldn't do it during the day because they work a, a day job. Yeah. They needed to do it at night. So I did it at night. Some people, um, I think, uh, uh, oh, boogers, I'm, blanking on names but there have been people some letterers who have had to have it on a saturday i do it on a saturday you know i mean i'm not completely like it has to be wednesday but i did group them all together in march and we did them all on different days so there was a friday one with jamal collins there was lisa quine was i think on a thursday or tuesday and then lisa glance was on twice and so she was um we did her I mean, so hers was always on a Monday, but you know, you just, I think you have to be flexible and I think it makes it easier for you when you're releasing because then you can be as flexible as you need to be. I was going to say the next question I had was a bit about editing, but it comes down to the timing as well. Because uh, like you, you don't edit your podcasts and that, and, but they're live as well. So that sort of comes down to a bit of time, but I edit them because I, like I said before, worry about the imperfections. Right. And that's, it, it's probably better, Mark, that you do that. You no, just, it takes time. It takes time. I could say, oh so my gosh, it takes like four hours to do a one hour podcast. It takes a lot of time. I did one. I edited one. You're like, no, doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was recently. And I was like, no, I mean, I would have to pay somebody Yeah. because it, but it, I would rather pay Ashley or have pay for things for Ashley and have her do my scheduling than edit. And you know, if somebody doesn't like it because it's not edited, Oh, well, you know, I try to keep on track. Sometimes somebody puts something really funny in the chat yeah. and I can't really hold it together. And I just bust out laughing. And, you know, my guest is talking and I think that that's rude if I do that. And I've only, I think I've only done that once. I almost did it yesterday because somebody put, <laughs> he said something. And so I try to type back to people and I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. yeah, his, his handle came up as Moto five or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, well, maybe that's his name, Moto. <laughs> so I was wrote back to Moto, and he's like, I met you at Cream South. This is Tim from or you know o Oakland, California. And I was like, Tim, it came up as Moto Five. I didn't know who you were. So anyway, it was just funny, That's but good. I held it together. Good, good, good. That's a good tip about uh, if you're doing it live. Make sure you hold it together. <laughs> Don't put the guest off. That's the, that's one of the big the big things. Um, For sure. Ruin the flow of the podcast. Uh, Ooh, I have another tip. Yeah, go. Ahead. So, I like to laugh out loud normally, but I really never laugh out loud on the show because I don't want you know how when you're having a back and forth conversation or you're. Um, like me and you are looking at each other right now. So I can nod when you're talking and you know that I'm in agreement. So facial expressions are really important. Um, so I'm really quiet. I try to be really quiet and not um, laugh or say, mm-hmm, or anything like that. Because... I just stopped myself doing it because you said it, yeah. <laughs> but so, so I've had to like learn to laugh inside my, I, you know, like not make a, a sound, yeah. laugh without making a sound, I guess. I guess you could practice not sneezing out loud, which I think is bad for your eyes, but. I've heard about that too. Apparently they can pop out. I'm yes. Not sure that is, but. Is no, it let's not try it. <laughs> um, when, where do you publish the podcast? So uh, this probably, I don't think this would be the best place to be honest, because I don't think they have good analytics, but I started on SoundCloud and then right. now I realize that I could have gotten better analytics for somebody else. But now I would have to republish all of them mm. somewhere else. And I just don't have time. So where do you publish yours? Well, YouTube and iTunes. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I do, but you have to publish somewhere else to put it on iTunes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, Podbean. Podbean. So yeah. that probably has much better um, analytics yeah yeah it's not too bad yeah so so i do soundcloud so it goes to itunes and yeah. then i do youtube also but um anyway yeah yeah so, so yeah what you're saying is you have to have that host the host um whatever it is party or whatever um and actually soundcloud's quite a popular one but uh I, the only reason why i didn't do soundcloud is because of the the limits and i think it was quite expensive uh so i went to podbean and but i really want to get it on spotify I don't know how to do it. Somebody was telling me at Creative South that I needed to do that. And Spot SoundCloud doesn't, I don't think, I've been researching it this week. They don't really have something. So I put in a chat, so hopefully they'll get back to me. But I don't, I don't think, I think you have to publish through somebody else. And there was a list of, does Podbean allow you to do that? Uh, no, there is another yeah. list. So I think I'm going to have to move as well. It's really frustrating. It uh, is. I'm not sure. Also, I don't want to move in case they all just disappear. Well, yeah, you have to have the original MP3, I guess, to yeah. be able to upload again. I mean, it takes time to upload. It takes time to put the artwork back up. And even though you've done it all before, you know, I mean, it just takes a while. So I have, I'm <laughs> at 253 episodes. I'm, I just, I'm like, oh, well, it's just, I'm going to wait till SoundCloud fixes it. That's a good point. Yeah, it is what it is. So yeah, the best places to publish, I think, personally, I think definitely iTunes is sort of have to be there. Um, when I mean publish, I mean I mean like putting it where people can find it. So yeah, Spotify, if you can. Uh, YouTube is also very good. Have you found YouTube good? Yeah. Aspects being quite quite useful. I do. Are you? Do you do the video? I do. Yeah. 
Yeah. Video. Sorry, I should have okay. about this. No, it's okay. I, I wore clothes, so I'm good. And I, I showed some, I showed my questions and then some of the, my writing. So then they'll be able to see that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I didn't, yeah. Should have, uh, should have warned people about this. <laughs> but yeah, uh, YouTube and, and iTunes are the best places for me, at least. I've heard Spotify do pretty well on podcasts. Um, the sort of obviously music started off there, but uh, people are shifting. People are using trying to just use one software, one platform, rather than having all these different apps. So, that's well, I have a question for you. Something I'm not good at. Do you post after? Like, how do you advertise your? I'm glad can you, you answer that one? This was the next. Uh, this was the next question. So yeah, I was gonna ask you the same. So what I do is, uh, I've got a three a grid on Instagram. I do one little minute of the podcast as a little teaser before the show goes live and then i do the the, the post the thumbnail um when the podcast is live and then afterwards i do another little minute from the podcast uh, but i need to get it better i need to do more and on youtube as well uh like little bits little clips from the podcast and put it on facebook and then twitter as well but i've got instagram down i just need to get the rest of them <laughs> so then are you posting at the same time every week for those yeah. little teasers yeah, so six, uh, I try to, but yeah, 6 p.m. UK time set on Tuesdays, the podcast goes live. So I'm trying to get at least one post before, then the, then the middle post, and then the one post after. Um, trying. Yeah, so have you, so this is something I think me and you both could do. Um, you'd obviously do that great. I don't do, there's no clips of anything. So I'll try to do that, Mark. I think that's a great idea. I'm going to really watch how you're doing that because I think, I think a clip would be terrific. Yeah. But you know, somebody was like, um, I think it was David Breyer. He's like, Diane, but you got to keep doing it. Like find ones that you think are really good and then use different hashtags and then keep doing it. Keeps putting that out there because people will be looking for that later, that topic or, or that person or whatever. And so, but when you're doing it every week, you don't really have a ton of time to go back and put something. So yeah. I I'm not very time. good at that. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously you're probably a lot busier than me as well. So it depends how busy you are. But uh, yeah, when I'm editing the podcast, I, I do it then. I take like a minute that I found that's really good and just uh, clip, uh, clip it out and put it into another um, project. And then later on, I'll, I'll make that one minute. Uh, so it's sort, of, it's sort of part of the editing process now. But I would like to go back through old episodes and... Um, because that's one thing I don't like to do. I don't like to go through old episodes. I don't like my voice. I don't like the way I come across. So, as oh, no, your voice sounds great, Mark. You have a terrific <laughs> voice. You do. You just need, like, you sound terrific. I mean, anybody with a British accent could do anything <laughs> they want, to be honest. But your voice sounds terrific. You're, you're enunciating. You sound, I understand everything you're saying. You have a great voice. Well, like, you. do you want to sound like Barry White? You don't want to sound like Barry White. You sound great. <laughs> I mean, I've always wondered how other people see it as in the, the American and British accent and they, they listen to a conversation between two people and they just keep switching. Because obviously I, I don't know what it's like because I, I don't recognize my own accent. So it's, it's funny. It's beautiful. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Clips and yeah, promotions. So yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Little clips, and Tom mentioned this to me as well, little clips promoting the podcast and do like shorter tips from the show. Are you doing any Instagram stories yeah. of like you talking of what's coming up? 
yeah yeah so I, after each show I, I try and say you know this was a really good episode and we're, we're getting better and we're doing doing well uh and, and this will be out whenever um and try and promote it a little bit if i don't have time then i, I fall off and don't do it but yeah as much, i just try and do as much as i can really just little bits here and there have you thought of do you do anything like a halftime like adam martin does or you should because yeah. there's stuff you're learning that other people need to know so and I they they want to hear from you i sort of do but not as a podcast. I do it on YouTube. I have like this week I learn. I've just started it. It's like a this I week it. I learn um, series. I haven't done the one this week or last week because I was at Creative South and when I got back, it's been absolutely crazy. But I'm doing it next week. <laughs> it's back again. Um, it could be really good. I love that idea. You need to commit to that because I think that that, I actually might release that as a podcast too. It'll be just a short episode. Yeah, I think I will. Yeah. Because there's there's no reason not to. Um, and one thing I would tell what I've had response back from people on YouTube is they want to see the work. They want to see, um, if I'm interviewing somebody visual and we're talking about something, they want to see the screen share option, which is a beautiful thing about zoom, right? You can actually share the screen and, and then they are able to see, and then your, your guest is able to show their work or, or they can actually if it's the technical thing that you're trying to teach people um you know they can watch them do it so i i think having the visual is also really important for youtube and a lot of people are they comment back on that and they're like why didn't you show the work earlier and i'm like okay i hear you you know but sometimes it's just that you need to pop it up like i'll pull up the instagram you know feed the only thing i do is I promote all before, like from Sunday to Wednesday, I post, if I wake up in the middle awesome. of the night, I've set a post. I, I'm <laughs> crazy about it, but then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm dead. Like uh, you don't see me post on those days, but I do try to post, I, I ask people for 15 to 20 images and a headshot. And so then I try to have a mixture of who the person is and then their work. and I mean, I like Ian's was, I think I had 41 images. Jeez. So I didn't get all of them done. Sometimes I'll do multiple in the swipe, you know, on Instagram. And I am just really posting. I did post once on LinkedIn and I have found that that was a really good, like I don't have to do so much on LinkedIn to have at least a few people uh, connect and comment and see. I think what I need to work on is the after and maybe making a clip. I think that that's a really smart, really smart thing yeah i think it is and a lot of it's like a trailer like for people who haven't watched it so it's so good so i mean like with, the, with the pictures is great too because you get a sense of the guests i think both i think it's much, just about as much as you can do do it um <laughs> do you think i have an annoying voice because i think i have a terrible see it's, you, it's just in our heads and i think it must be i think, I think, I, I think if you if you like your own voice you're going to talk a lot and it's going to be annoying for other people to listen right i think i think that's what i've heard before so yeah there you go <laughs> um the other thing i've worried about is transcripts mm. show notes I, I i hate writing i find it boring i find blogs boring um i, I don't like reading blogs <laughs> so like writing them is hard and uh i need to do more of them because it's good with, good for seo 
So yeah, I'm with you. I have actually subscribed to something that Dustin told me about called Descript. Have you ever heard of that? No, I'm right. It's ten dollars a month. I'll send you a link because I think I get like ten dollars if I if okay. somebody hits a link. But it's called Descript, and um, Dustin hooked me up to it because he also is always looking out for me and trying to get me to make more money, which I always appreciate. Um, but it's $10 a month and it does a transcription for you. And the way it looks, you're going to have to look at it after. Then you don't have to. You can just send the MP3, you upload it, and then it uh, produces. And I think with $10 a month, you can do, I think it was like 10 uh, a month. I can't remember the exact, maybe it was 20 a month. It, there was kind of a limit. You could do a bigger package, but the cheap package, the one I got was, but I was like, well, I never do more than five a month anyway yeah, so yeah. i'd i'd be okay but um but then if i did a youtube video as well like if i was teaching something to my students then i could do the transcript for that too but it was d-e-s-c-r-i-p-t dot com but i'll send you a link so that i can get the ten dollars how, how accurate is it um it's pretty okay accurate the way they do it is that you can it's it'll be even easier for you to edit Mm. edit aud edit the audio because you can see where there were gaps or um or now you can see what was being said and then you can just cut it out so mm. it maybe is even easier i haven't used it to edit obviously because i don't edit it but when you i watch the videos that i think you could do your kind of edit at least edit the big long clip into its pieces so it, i mean i think there's going to be some words that are going to be you have to teach it what that is. But I mean, really, I don't clearly, if I don't edit my podcast, I probably am not going to edit the thing if it comes out and there's a few words that are weird, but I, it's much easier than, then you have all that stuff for SEO. $10 a month is pretty good as well. Absolutely. There's a few questions to ask everyone. Okay. Okay. First of all, as it's related to podcasting, what's your favorite bit of advice you give to someone starting a podcast? So I've said this before. Um, and I already told you, I said, I think you need to make a five-year commitment. I know that seems really long, but some there's going to be days when you're like, forget it, I'm done. And I tell this to myself as in becoming an illustrator, I feel like I need to give myself, do something, practice it at least once a week. You know, I, I mean, it takes me about 10 to 15 hours a week to do the podcast, to do the research, to do the letters, to do the questions, to do the promos, everything. It takes probably 10 to 15 hours. There's a time commitment. And then I also think there's going to be weeks that you just don't want to do it. Um, so I think a five-year commitment is really important because there's not, there's somebody that I have on um, that Wilson guy. He said, he's, I've only been doing it three years. And I'm like, but it's three years longer than other people have been doing it. You've been hiring other people for three years. You've been not doing it for yourself for three years. That's amazing. You think it's a just, just three years. But for us, it's like three years seems like an eternity to do something. So, and at five years, I actually asked Ashley, I was like, should, should I keep doing this? Because you know, you hear these podcasts or I listen to a lot of audio books and it was some, somebody was talking who I really admire. I think it was like Gary Vaynerchuk or oh, look at that. <laughs> love him. Yeah. Yeah. Love Gary. And I think, you know, um, he was talking about, you know, there's comes a point where you think, is this, do I need to stop doing this mm. 
or do I keep going? And I think all entrepreneurs hit that. I think they hit that point where it's like, I'm living in a pipe dream. This is never going to go anywhere. And then, so Ashley said, I was like, I don't know. Should I just stop? And she's like, Diane, when you get off of a call, how do you feel? And I said, I feel energized. I feel excited. I have learned something. And she's like, then you need to keep doing it because it at least is feeding you. And I think somebody else and that David Seitman Garland guy, which I can't even remember what his podcast was, which is really sad, but I'll tell you one thing. So I used to, I listen when I mow, I have four acres and I love to mow. I'm not like a push mower. I have like a go-kart that I mow with. So it's tons of fun. And I would listen to the, his podcast during, and then his podcast ended and he stopped doing it. And I was so disappointed. And I'm like, I had just found it. So I was going back to, to old ones, but I was also like, oh, that he would just give up on me. You know I mean? He didn't know me. Um, but I still felt that kind of like responsibility. And I think Scott Beersack talks about this when he was doing his uh, 365 project. He had to post by the end of the day because he felt people were, were waiting for him and they were expecting Absolutely. it. And I think that there's something to that. And I think that we, by doing this, you're, it's not just a commitment for you, Mark. You're committing to these other people for a certain amount of time. And, but for you, you're saying, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm going to do this. I'm doing this for us, right? It's not just for Mark. It's for all the people that listen. And somebody needs you to ask those questions. And I think somebody needs to hear exactly what you're saying about something. And so I think, I don't know, when he gave up on us, our relationship that he didn't even know he was having with me, I felt, um, I felt disappointed. And I thought about that when I was thinking about stopping. I mean, I didn't think super serious, but as I was listening to that Gary, uh, I think it was the Ask Gary V that book. Um, yeah. And I listened to the audiobook, which is great because, and you probably like that except you were holding up a real book no, no no i prefer audio um the ask gary v book the audiobook i also prefer audiobooks um he did so much more like he always answered tons more of the question or got deeper yeah. and i think that was one of the things that was like he was like you just you know there comes a point where you do have to either you know give up and and say this is not going anywhere or you have to pivot you know and i'm like okay well that's the thing it's that you have to know when to pivot and you have to know what you're not going to let go of. And I think, I think that he's a really good example of when to pivot. I mean, he still does wine library stuff, yeah. but it's not his only thing. And he's, he's just a really good example of a continuous learner. Yeah. hundred percent. He's uh yeah, he's definitely shaped, shaped my um, thinking and where I'm going to go with my career. So um, <laughs> as a song, I'm not sure if you know about it, but it's called one man went to Mo. Uh, and, and when I, when, when you say the, I, I like to mow and, okay. So basically it goes, one man went to mow, went to mow a meadow and it gets faster and faster and faster with more people involved. And I thought as soon as you said it, one day I went to mow. <laughs> I have to send you a link to it. It's so funny. Uh, I want to hear it now. No, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> well, how about, so yeah, you can send me a link. I definitely don't. And I would happily hear your version. But I would hate for someone to ever hear me sing, so I can completely understand. Well, have you ever thought about making a commitment? Because I do think, I mean, yeah. you're on year two, right? 
like yeah. you're it past the first year. So you're working on the second year. Mm. Um, it is a big commitment. I've seen, I've seen the huge growth in, in how I've grown as a speaker and a person and uh, the people I'm talking to in my network is, is growing massively. So I'm definitely carrying on. <laughs> so I don't know how long, but if I make this commitment for five years and with you now, then let's do it. I think, I just think you can always learn something. And if, if it gets to a point where it becomes a burden and you're not getting anything out of it, then it's time to let it go. Yeah. But I think if you're continuing, I just, it's not just for you anymore. You know, that you have people who are listening and they want to connect with you, Mark. I promise. You just need to ask them to come to your website every single episode and tell them to sign up so that you can start the conversation offline or off the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what I mean. Yeah. Dan, what's your best purchase under $100? You know, you asked me that and I was like, ooh, I got this light recently. Um, my desk at home, this I have tons of windows, but my desk at home, I have an ADD, so I have to face, I would never be able to face a window. I'd be like, woo. I mean, it's hard to me sometimes when people are walking by and I'm waving. Um, but I have a light that I've gotten recently and I'll send you a link. It's, um, it's like a adjustable kind of light, but it's a touch. So you can get it as you touch it, it goes dimmer or brighter. And I just needed a better light so that I could actually draw at my desk. I have a, like a, this table that I'm on right now is a drafting table so it can go up and down and it's really wide. And I have this at home too, and I don't angle it or anything, but I, I need, I have lots of space to draw there. Well, I have space in front of my keyboard to draw at home, but a lot of times I just, for, oh, I'm just going to draw it later. And I think that for me trying to be an illustrator, the light was really important in me purchasing that so that I could draw right then. And I think, I also think just having fun pens to draw with and trying new things. The other thing I think under way under a hundred dollars is there. And I think these are made in the UK. These are Derwent ink tents pencils. Have you ever heard of them? No. no. Anyway, they're water, they're, uh, so they're not watercolor pencils. You know, watercolor, it's like if you keep wetting it, it'll dry. And then if you keep wetting it, it reactivates. So these Derwent ink tints pencils don't reactivate. And they get so much brighter when you um, put, uh, when you put water on them, they're like just so intense, but you can kind of move them around like watercolor until they dry. So to me, those are like two amazing tools that I think the Derwent ones, I have gotten the 72 now, but I think I started with like the 24 pack and I love that. I, so I take it everywhere with me. I even brought it to Creative South, not that I did anything with it. And then I have this Ranger, um, I'll send you all these links. Uh, I better write it down so I don't forget, but um, it's like a water pen. So it's just, you fill it with water. And then you squeeze it a little bit to get more water out. And so it reacts with the Derwent pencils and then that light. So I really, I don't know, it's an adjustable lamp. It doesn't have anything to do with podcasting, but it has to do with me being a designer. That's the, uh, the best reason to buy a light I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> well, then that way I didn't have to get up because I was like, ah, I keep. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's good. It solves a problem. That's really good. What's uh, your best purchase under 100? <laughs> you don't know? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I, I must be some sort of 
book or also experience or mm. it's got to be an experience. Hey, do you do Audible? Uh, it's like audio books. You get one a, one a month for $14. I don't know. I don't. But if you like audio books. I just, honestly, I listen to so many podcasts. And I've got time for so many more audio books. I've got, yeah. uh, I've been listening to the Gary V one eight hours long. I mean, I find myself get to a certain point and I stop for a couple of days. So, yeah, I mean, I like to read along. That's actually, that's a good thing. I like to read along with the book. So if, if it's exactly the same, like transcripts, I read along whilst I'm listening. It's really good. So the thing with Audible is that you can do an audio um, note and then you can go back. Siri doesn't always do a great job, but it's better usually than the regular Siri. But I, if I'm mowing and I'm listening to a book, like I try to listen to a, I'm like you, I listen to a lot of podcasts and sometimes I don't have a lot of time for books, but I've really found, and I've really been convicted of this recently, is that I think there's something a little bit better than a podcast as a book. Sometimes a book is a little bit better because it's gone through the editing process. Maybe I'm there again, teaching myself I need to edit my podcast, but um, but there's something that may be a little bit more meaning. Now, the thing with podcasts is that it's relevant right now. We can talk about what is relevant right now today. And then next week when you post it, it's still relevant. But the thing with the book, sometimes, you know, you're talking about things that are more global, like Gary Vee talks about. I mean, he's definitely talking about the internet and how it's changed and, you know, some things that'll work today, but he also, his books are more conceptual or more motivational. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So I think there's value. So I really try, what I tried to do was do podcasts during the week. And then on the weekends, I would do a book. Nice. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think it must be a book for me, the hundred best patches, but I'm going to try the, the books on a weekend thing. And I got a bit more time. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. So final question, how do you want to be remembered? Mm. Oh Lord. I don't know, Mark. I guess I just want, um, I just want to help people. And I think that goes back to being a designer, me a designer. I want to help my clients. I want to help them grow. I want to, I want people to feel like I was part of the team that I wasn't, um, I don't need to be the light bulb and I don't need to be the electricity. I'm good being the cord, kind of the, the thing that's over and the, nobody notices. I just feel like, um, I mean, I kind of have a, I'm not a shrink and violet and by any means I, I don't care to, I'd, I will go up to a stranger and start talking to them, but I guess um, I just want people to think that I was enthusiastic about design, passionate about people and I love Jesus. So those are the things, if I could get those three, three, blah, three things across, I would be, I definitely think that that'd be a great way to be remembered. It certainly helped me and whoever's listening to this as well. Connect to move people as well. That's, and I know you love Jesus. That's three. <laughs> me, that's, I mean, honestly, you're being, being serious. Like, you, you definitely helped me a lot and, and connect me with a lot of people. And um, this podcast can help me an absolute ton. So thank you. Um, yeah. Anytime, Mark. And seriously, if you ever, if you need anything or you want me to, you think I know somebody that will help you, just email me or or text me or whatever, and I'll get you connected. I just, I don't, I think we shouldn't have barriers. I think um, we're better when we're together. We're prettier, a prettier bouquet when we're together. It's, it's so true. Uh, where can people find you and say hello? 
They can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Design Recharge or on um, Facebook at Design Recharge. So just all one slurred word or they can go to rechargingyou.com and they can sign up and join my email newsletter, which is really you just get two emails. You get one email the day before with all the questions so that you can kind of figure out if you want to tune in or if you have another question that you want to ask that person. And then you get one 30 minutes before the live show just to remind you, hey, we're about to go live. There you so. go. Perfect. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so honored, Mark. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Go and check out Diane Solo. Uh, listen to our podcast too, Design Recharge. I've listened to many episodes now. It's probably brilliant value and some great advice. And this is something new for this episode of the podcast, as discussed during the show. I want to give away a copy of Logo by Michael Evermey. Um, this this book has helped me a lot during my logo design, becoming a logo designer, and uh, helped with my growth. And it's got tons and tons of inspiration in there. Um, the Physical Logo Gallery book. I've given away one already on Instagram, and I want to give away to one to a listener from the podcast. So whoever emails me first, hello at bluedeadesign.co.uk, says I want the book, or, or just put it in the title of the email, or just just somehow say. I want the book, uh, and whoever emails me first will get the book. Good luck, and thank you very much. Share with a friend, uh, leave a review, that'd be really helpful, and I'll see you in the next episode.